East and West with Mario and Les, with your hosts Leslie Russo and Mario Kiki. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of East and West with Mario and Les. I am Les, this is my co-host... Mario Kiki. Hello, Miss Leslie. How you doing? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Um, you know, sometimes we just have to fake it till we make it, but I'm exhausted. It's been such a work week, or it's been a week, and it's only Wednesday. I don't get it. I know. It's been a long day today, I feel like. I know. We're trying our best, but this is why we watch the shows that we do. We love the escapism, and mm-hmm. we love the entertainment. And I was looking forward to meeting with you because I'm like, you know what? We're going to talk about nonsense for a little bit. And that's always a great escape. Um, so I am just on a high because we literally just finished watching Orange County. And so. Yeah, we it's it's like we're real time right now. Yeah, this is real time. Normally we record a few days after the episode airs just for context. Uh-huh. But this time we just said, let's go for it. Let's record immediately, darling. Um, it's, it was a good episode. The ending. Okay. Obviously we're going to get into it. Um, it's been a week in Bravo land. A lot of stuff is going on. I think the biggest headline and, um, sorry if I'm rushing, but it just wanted to be succinct and dot, jump right in. What yes. were your, what were your thoughts on the, the big ticket that I felt this week was Nini giving her interview with Carlos King. Yes. What did you, did you listen to the interview? So I've listened to part of it. I have to finish. Um, I enjoyed what I heard. I found Nini to, how do I say this? Like, not that she was taking ownership for some things, but she was, I mean, she definitely did. And one of the reasons that like I stopped loving Nini and I used to love Nini so much was because she, she was acting like she could do no wrong and everything was everybody else and it wasn't her. And I just, I couldn't deal with that. So I was happy to see that she actually is, you know, in touch with reality. Yeah. There were parts of the interview where she was aware of her behavior Uh and in, and in her Nini way, she said, essentially that she recognizes that when the new girls would come on the show she would wonder why they're on her territory why they're taking over this is my neighborhood but then later on in the interview because I listened to all of it later on she would say I'm not threatened by any of them Mm -hmm. and yeah so it was kind of back and forth I will admit that she is still effortlessly funny she still made me laugh a lot me too she does have this charisma about her. I think what's unfortunate with her is that she did contribute to her own demise because from what everybody had said is that she became very difficult and she became very easy to, you know, piss off. And so right. I think that uh, what also what I found interesting is that she said that the show changed once once Kenya came on because when Nini became inauthentic, right? Yes. And I had never uh, contextualized Kenya's addition to the show because that Mm -hmm. really was the first time where on Atlanta, where they were essentially accusing somebody of faking it for the show. And yeah, you're right about that. And I I had never thought about it in that regard. And so Uh that's why, um, 
it, it was an interesting perspective that I hadn't considered. I'm like, wow, we're so used to the fake storyline accusations now that at the time we didn't really put it in perspective of how frustrating it would be, especially for Nini, because here she is living her real life. And she said, you know, when when it was us being real, it was us being real. And so mm-hmm. everything changed when Kenya hired allegedly hired right. Walter. That guy to be her right, Walter. Oh my oh, God, Walter. Walter. Doesn't, that, doesn't that feel like a fever dream? Um, but but then later Nini said Kenya's good for the show. So I'm like, okay, so what do you want then? Like, do you want to say she's good right. for the show? Like, is she good for the show or is she annoying for faking this? Like, I don't get what where she was. Nini going. is, yeah, Nini, Nini kind of like think we were talking about somebody else the other day and i can't remember who she kind of argues both sides of things so because because she's saying on one breath like oh well she's fake the show changed she's fake and then she's gonna say well but she's good for the show so i'm like well wait you can't really talk right which is it which is it but that was an interesting interview it was all over the twitter um a lot to finish a lot of people were saying that um, Carlos King, who hosted the interview, was annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, okay, I mean, he can't a little bit. He can be a little bit. So um, <sighs> the no other comments. gossip. Allegedly. <laughs> the other gossip I wanted to talk about was that Andy Cohen addressed if there are any plans to bring OG cast members to the Ryu, mm-hmm. or to the Roni reboot. Um, he talked to the Hollywood Reporter and he discussed the selection of the new girls. Um, he said that they looked at so many people. They met people from everywhere before they wound up selecting this mm-hmm. group. Um, he said that he wanted a group that had existing relationships. Some of them did know each other. He does admit that some of them did not know each other, but they're all funny. They're fun. They're fashionable. Um, he said that they do represent a different New York that we've seen before. Um, and it does feel fresh. And mm-hmm. he said, as of right now, there is no plans and they're good with bringing OGs to uh, the city or to the new reboot. He yeah, said I, I, I'm not sure if it's necessary. What do you think? I think down the future. I think yes. if we want to say, because this is season 14, 15, I think if we get to season 20, that would be a good way to like celebrate 20 years oh, that's of, true yes you know what i mean 20 years yes. of roni let's yes. let's do, let's bring all of them together i really hope they do something big for season 20 of oc because that's only three years away so i know if they're able to bring as many wives as they can because oc has had a rotating door of women yeah think about it so imagine if they bring all of them except kelly dodd to the show it would oh, be please now yeah <laughs> keep her keep her yeah you can keep her but i thought it was an interesting admission that he did say that um they some of them knew each other some of them didn't because it's pretty clear when you're watching the show it's pretty clear that some of them really did mm-hmm. not know each other but it's oh, of still, course yeah it, it's been a good um premiere i did find it funny <laughs> oh i didn't even want to talk about her but i'm going to talk about her <laughs> i right, did find it. it funny that bethany frankel pause for reaction <sighs> oh bethany frankel so i i'm a masochist and i listened to her and jill recapping uh episode one of roni me too and jill is very producer mindset like oh wait jill, i didn't listen to that 
Oh no, yeah, there was two episodes. They did. Oh, one of their, all right, I have to listen reunion. to that now. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah they did God. a reunion episode, and then they did a recap of um this episode. Now, okay. what I found funny or suspect mm-hmm. that Bethany said that in the past she had uh, proposed or pitched a show to Bravo. Um, and it was titled Power, but it was Power Power Her. It was like a play on power. You know, Bethany loves okay. the pun. Like yeah. Bethany loves the pun. Yeah. One liner. Yeah. And her in her brain, she's mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, but Bethany said that she had proposed a show about younger women in New York and diverse women in New York. And she's like, isn't it interesting that the reboot now is basically power? And I'm just like, oh my God. Like now you're Yes, they now, copied what you said, Bethany. Now she is her impact apparently ago. exactly like that's what I somebody can't. on who on Twitter. I wish I had their name, but I can't. I can't cite the source right now. But somebody on Twitter said that Bethany's being like reactionary to take the whole ship down because now that the reboot was well received, they don't really need her anymore. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, I know. There was always like a glimmer of hope for her. I feel like to come back if she wanted to, but not anymore. No, for sure. And I think the fans were always like welcoming and excited if she ever did want to come back because she is good on the show and she's funny on the show, but now she's becoming very unhinged. Like she went viral on Twitter this week because she was eating eating a bucket of crabs. Yeah. That was was the only thing that she could find to order to her hotel room. I forget (laughs) where she was. And it's just this huge bucket of crabs and she's talking like a lunatic and she has like crab all over her face and her hands. It, it, it just, was it's disgusting. Sorry. It was, it was scary. It was scary. And I think she's leaning a lot into look how relatable I am. Look how I shop at TJ Maxx. And look, I'm good. like, it's very Yeah, she's calling them out now too, though, for the fake <laughs> Manolo Blahniks. So it's like, who is she not after right now? Next week she's gonna be like, Oh my god, that crab restaurant that I just went to, you'll never Girl. believe. Right. It's like, like simmer down. And she has such uh, a huge platform. And so everything she says gets attention from the Bravo fans. And so it's been a lot. Like she's been a lot lately. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if she just wants attention from the Roni. Fa- I don't know what her objective is here. Like what's yeah. your end game here, Bethany? Like what's really, really going on? So let's segue away from Bethany and get into episode two of Roni because these girls in comparison are a breath of fresh air. Like it Ooh, has right, been, let's do it. Yeah. It has been a fabulous step episode two. The ladies are off to from New York city. They're going to Aaron's home in the Hamptons. Uba and Sai are sharing a car. Sai does not travel light. Homegirl packed eight pieces of <laughs> luggage for a three day stay. Yeah. Um, she said that, or Uba tells us that Sai packed her every single Instagram post that she's going to post for the next six months. Um, Sai said she packed to make sure that she's ready for her moods. I'm sorry, I can't. Like I, that's a lot. I I do that here and there too, and I overpack, but not like that. It that's was insanity. a lot, and I'm just like whoa who has that like I, I, for I don't know if three I wrote days in the Hamptons like in the fall where it's not like you're gonna be like it's not gonna be overly <laughs> crowded probably in most places I would think like I, I don't what was she doing I have no idea but I I don't know if I wrote it down but later on in the episode um Jenna goes I could not do what side is I don't have that stamina to be that prepared and like 
Me neither. Oh, it was hilarious. Uh, Jessel arrives. Uh, she wants to put her shit in the car, too. Jessel said she also packed a lot of stuff. Uh, they open the car. Uh, Sai jokingly blames it on Uba, saying, I can't believe she would bring all this stuff, which was a little, like, it was a little cute for her to say that. But they pull away. Jessel then remembers that Bryn was supposed to be going with them, too, but Bryn was not feeling well, hoping she's able to join them later in that weekend. I mean... I was glad she canceled because there's literally no room for her in the car or in the bags. Like or the bags, point. yeah. Exactly. At this point, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Erin, who is growing on me, and it's only episode two, she is a planner. She is getting prepared. She's going from room to room, leaving personalized pajamas on each bed, signifying their room assignments. Um, Good both- thinking. Good way oh, to do it so they're not fighting good way to do it what is it with these girls and um not just it's not exclusive to Aaron, but this personalized mm-hmm. stuff are they ever going to really rewear the personalized pj somewhere else that's what i'm curious about yeah like, i think they will i i don't know man like i think it's cute and i think it's <laughs> cute but my full name on something no thank you my friend fam shout out to fam <laughs> she got me a bag uh with my m on it and uh-huh. I carry that because it's not as obnoxious. Right. I don't know. Right. I feel like a full name on there is a little more obnoxious. Like, I don't need to walk around with the fancy name tag. Like, I, <laughs> I just don't. Hey, Mario. What's up? Hey, Mario. Nice bag, <laughs> Mario. Like, no, an M is fine. Right. Right. M is for my mind your business. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I like, like, my initials. An initial's cute, but a full name on something, embroidered yeah. on something. <laughs> like, really? Like, I don't need my True. name. Like, I'm good. Um, anyway, Erin and her husband, Abraham, grew up going out east. So when they got married, they decided they absolutely needed a Hamden's house of their own. Erin says she bought a depressed property that looked like shit, and she renovated it into the five-bedroom, seven-bath showroom it is today. It is absolutely gorgeous, and yes. we could not be in the Hamptons without caviar, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we are greeted with caviar at the door. She brings those little fish eggs for the ladies to munch on. Erin says she is not ready for Cheesegate 2.0 because she picked, so she picked caviar. Says mm-hmm. that's a nice bougie snack for these bougie ass bitches. Listen, if I had a choice between cheese and caviar, <sighs> please give me cat or please give me cheese. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can eat like a little caviar, but after driving like probably three hours from the city in traffic and they probably should have stopped for lunch that was also their mistake they should have stopped for i lunch. know what is but it i would this- have like snacks and food and things like this is tray of sandwiches something something else that's why lisa barlow is smart and stops at a freaking drive-thru when yeah. she because she's like, uh-uh, she's going to go to Wendy's. She's going to go to Taco Bell. <laughs> Get her chicken so, nuggets. Get her nuggets. Like, she's smart. I would do the same thing. Like, we're going to get a drive through yeah. and get some large fries or something. Right. Um, and it's funny that you say that she should have had more food because mm-hmm. neither Sai nor Uba were enthusiastic about just the caviar. And they asked I if know. there was a place nearby that they could go get a sandwich, at least. Aaron was not having it. The caviar was not appreciated to Aaron's standard. <laughs> um Jenna goes to the Hamptons in style. She gets there in her little vintage baby blue Mercedes Benz sedan. Jenna says, another housewife trope, she's never been on a girl's trip, and she didn't remember the last time she even had a sleepover. Mm-hmm. I feel like every season, a housewife tells us that. Like, oh, I've never done this before. Yeah, there are a lot of them who haven't. 
I've never done this before. So it's always cute. This is new to me. This is so foreign to me. And Jenna is going to regret going, something tells me. Um, anyway, Jared, Jenna goes into the kitchen. Aaron purposely offers her some dill. Jenna <laughs> notices the dill before she puts it in her mouth. And she even says, you fucking hoe bitch. <laughs> Which I thought was funny because Jenna does have a very like reserved yes, personality. Yeah. So but she's funny. Yeah. I'm glad she was able to just put the little bit down and just go mm-hmm. for it. So uh, back in the car, the ladies are wondering what activities they are going to be doing in the weekend because none of them had ever gone to the Hamptons in the winter before. Uba suggests they might go horseback riding. And that's when Jessel innocently says, I haven't ridden anything in a long time. Sai inquires, well, when's the last time you had sex? You could have sworn that the car's vehicles popped because <laughs> they all gasped because Jessel says, I haven't had sex since I've had the kids. I mean, oh my God. She, she then overshares and says that she hasn't had sex. And Sai and Uba are just shocked because now her kids are oh, like one, over one year old. Yeah. Sai wonders, who doesn't get their pipes cleaned in over a year by their <laughs> husband? <laughs> that seems odd to me. I mean, listen, well, Jessel tries to explain it, saying they're both exhausted with two babies. She's still self-conscious about the scar from her C-section. Sai retorts, you better use it or lose it. I've mm-hmm. never had a baby. I don't know what having a baby feels like. And right. whether it's a C-section or you pop it out from the cooch, I don't know. I mean, every woman is different. What I will say mm-hmm. is, you know, you're pregnant for nine months, so you're not going to have sex. You have a baby. I was thinking a year seems like a lot to me. I yeah. And when you when you combine that with how she speaks to her husband, how she like is how her bit yeah. like talk shit to him and to like pick on him. Mm-hmm. And then in the trailer, we see him say he wants to go away to like Thailand or something. Or I or bet like, he does. Oh, uh, exactly. <laughs> What's so, he gonna do in Thailand? I know hmm. it goes on there. We know it goes on there. <laughs> allegedly and <laughs> allegedly it was funny because uh this conversation came up on watch what happens live with candy who was a guest and aaron and Ca- candy immediately says well who is he fucking then because you can't go that long without having mm-hmm. sex and expect Mm-mm. me to assume that he hasn't had sex with anybody right so this will clearly be the topic of conversation um jenna tells us she also has a home in the hamptons so it's only 1500 square feet compared to aaron's 6500 square foot home um aaron asks jenna if she keeps clothes at her hamptons home jenna tells us it's a little complicated because she rented her house out but then her mom got sick, so she never moved back in. Jenna then moved out. Things happened. Shit happened. She left town. We then learned that Jenna's mom was sick for eight months, and she actually only passed away about six weeks ago. Uh, Jenna said that she wasn't close to her mom. She still seemed affected by the loss. Jenna then tells us that her mom had a form of autism known as Asperger's, so she didn't mm-hmm. have the ability to make connections. Jenna said that while her um. mom was... Yeah, that's so, it was, it was so, I was so drawn to this scene by Jenna. Like mm-hmm. I could hear this woman talk just about her life. Like, oh, the me way too. She, the I way know. she talks, it's, it's like almost comforting because you just sense this sense of like honesty and authenticity and like, she's just sharing yes. her life. You know what I mean? Like she's yes. sharing her life and she does it in a way that's not, uh, she doesn't even expect a reaction. She's literally just telling us about her life. And so she's just genuine. Yeah. 
there's a level of authenticity to her that I was like, just, I leaned in and put my head on my hand on my chin. Like, Oh my mm -hmm. God. No, like I was sitting there with her. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was funny, but um, that was good. Yeah. So Jenna keeps saying, or Jenna keeps telling us that while her mom was always called out for saying weird things or for seeming cold or for not having emotion, her mom actually did not know that she had Asperger's because she got diagnosed much later in life. I mean, in fairness, I don't think anybody knew what Asperger's no. was years ago. Um, I Googled it and it's technically no longer used as a medical diagnosis. It's now replaced by autism spectrum disorder or right. ASD. So Jenna tells us that growing up, she knew something was missing, but she also said she had no idea why. She just felt her family was different. And that's when she tells the ladies that when she met Jessel's mom, she it made her completely fall apart because Jessel's mom was like the mom she always wanted. And to me, that explained a lot about the way Jenna interacts with other people because she oh, yeah. never really had the attention or affection she now cra she craved as a child because her mother was just not capable of giving it to her. I just wanted to give her a hug. I'm just like, oh my God. Well, like, yeah. And she had no role model to learn how to talk to other people. I mean, your parents are your first role yeah. models and how to behave and yeah. So the reason I am the way I am is look at my mom. Like she is a I'm just kidding. <laughs> How to behave. Listen, right. I clearly, no, behave, I'm kidding. Whatever. No, I know, I know what you mean. And it was just really touching for her to just give us that background of her life. And it was so like, whoa, like it was a lot, um, a lot in a good way. Now, Aaron's mom said that she was taught to never arrive empty handed at someone else's house. I think the producers told us that to see how Aaron would react when Sai arrived with her own toilet paper to mm. Aaron's house. <laughs> so to me, that was funny. The juxtaposition of Aaron saying, you never arrived empty handed to someone right. else's house. But then she was offended that Sai brought her own toilet paper. Her just own toilet case. paper. <laughs> only one ply was the only choice available. So I'm like, uh oh, Aaron. Oh well, God. technically she didn't arrive empty handed. So yeah. Very true. Now what? Uh, Jenna then says she brought sexy lingerie for everyone. Sai and Aaron tell Jenna that Jessel hasn't had sex since before the babies. So they hope Jenna brought something sexy for her to wear. <laughs> everyone gets allegedly beautiful undergarments in 90s. <laughs> and Aaron proposes they should have a fashion show after dinner. But then that's when Jenna opens up a little more. She insists no one will ever see her in lingerie. She tells the audience that behind closed doors, uh, she has a, why she would not. She has a pretty gen rare genetics disorder. That's why she never shows any skin. She said she, her scars are just hyperpigmentation. Uh, she pulls up her sleeves. She says the only place she does not have any scars or any model is on her chest in the landing strip. So that's why that's the part of her body that's most on display. Mm -hmm. So that made a little more sense to get a fashion sense and why she's probably guarded about her right her body overall right so, of course the ladies finally go to dinner to aaron's favorite hamptons restaurant it's called the topping rose uh but before uba sits at the table she pulls out her phone and she uses a <laughs> compass app to determine which direction is north <laughs> i need like why did she say she does that <laughs> uba says that she likes to face north because it reminds her to be her oh, true self because like true north i, I Listen, I have never heard of that. I'm facing, I'm facing north right now. Let me pull up my campus app, my <laughs> campus compass app, because the iPhone has a built-in compass app. I want to see what direction I'm facing. Oh my God, I'm facing north too. 
<laughs> my street goes north and south. So oh. I am facing north. Oh my God. Jenna says Uba <laughs> is the only person who would bring a compass to dinner and nobody would be surprised. Um, Uba says she doesn't drink. She said she drank when she was younger and she smoked meat. She smoked weed once and then she had to go straight to the hospital. <laughs> Uba says her life is beautiful. So anytime she tries to escape her beautiful life with drinks or drugs, God is like, get back here. So I mean, okay. Yeah. I like I like a good cocktail, but listen, yeah, if you don't do you. choices. Yeah. Uh, but then Jenna also says she doesn't drink. She says Jenna is more um rational with her explanation. She says she doesn't mm -hmm. drink because she doesn't like to be hungover. It's not fun. She just feels healthy and more present and she's just happier not drinking. So to me, I was like, okay, that's a good defense. And I, yeah. I can, nobody likes to be hungover. So oh, it's the worst. And then after they grilled Jessel a little more about her lack of sex life, they all turned to Jenna when Jessel then asked about Jenna's sex life. Jenna says it is different because sex with women is a different conversation. You can tell that Jenna's looking a little bit uncomfortable, but the ladies insist that Jenna spill the details of lesbian love. Jessel asked Jenna, how did she even know that guys weren't doing it for her any longer? Jenna explains that she was in a very tricky situation. Her very, very close friend was gay and they had a conversation. Jenna explains that her marriage was falling apart. So she just casually asked her boy, her BFF, what happens with women? Saying she was just curious. Jenna said she had no idea. And by the end of the conversation and after a lot of details, she realized that she sort of felt hot. <laughs> as much as i've talked to women personally about sex with women never happened can't relate uh but Je <laughs> jenna says she had never had that feeling before and she just wanted to kiss her bff and so jenna adds that something happened when she turned 40 she had this beautiful little boy this great job but she had this feeling inside that she wasn't happy and she remembers just thinking that she did not want to feel like this for another 40 years that Good has for to her. be yeah that has to be a heavy realization like Oh, I'm sure. Could you imagine you're living your life and then you just think, wow, I'm not, I can't do this for 40 more years. Like that's a lot, but that's such a no. drastic life change. Like I've always been in the community, the gay community. I'm part of the gay community. If you haven't been able to tell, um, I'm part of the gay community and the, in our community, we call them late in life lesbians because it's okay. so it's common, right? It's, it's more common than we know. And so we say the late in life lesbian because they didn't come out until much later. And right. so, uh, but I thought it was interesting that Jenna admitted that when she was growing up, she didn't even know that women could be gay. She just knew that men were gay. And I remember when she said that, uh -huh. it, made me it made me realize, I'm like, oh my God, when I was a kid, I only thought only guys could be gay. Like, there's no way women could be gay. Like, it's so fascinating. I'm trying to, to remember. Yeah. I don't even know what I knew then. Yeah. I mean, my mom's brother's gay and I knew that he was gay because, you know, everybody yeah. just knew, everybody knew the gay uncle. Right, right. But <laughs> we never thought about lesbianism and the women yes. and then my sister god rest her soul we could tell that she was very tomboyish and right so that's i think when i saw the masculinity my sister ooze after i would be done being jealous of her masculinity i'd be like oh so this is what this is what masculinity is right here my right. sister okay i got it i got it <laughs> um Aaron then commented that it's crazy that a lot of people couldn't be themselves for a really long time 
Jenna admitted that she didn't even know she wasn't herself. So it is. Yeah. What it is. And then we get a sad reality that Jenna was outed by the New York Post because Ugh. she had to tell before she had the chance to tell anyone. Jenna said that she had been at a restaurant with her friend only three weeks into their new relationship when they were spotted. A reporter from the Post called her office to confirm or deny if she was dating a woman. And she was shocked, but that all she could say was confirm. Jenna said that it was devastating and probably one of the hardest things that she's ever experienced. She's now grateful for how incredibly gracious everyone at her office was. But she does clarify, not my mom, but everybody else. (laughs) Before I I came out, being outed was like, as fabulous as I am, you don't want to be- Yeah, who, yeah. You don't want people to question your sexuality. Is he gay? Did like why doesn't he like I got anxiety hearing her mm-hmm. be outed like that because to me I would equate it as somebody posting it on social media, like a of mutual course. Yeah. I, and I, you know, I wouldn't in my advanced age, I think a lot of younger people do it <laughs> where they like just talk about who's gay now because it's different. But right. I, I reminded my friends my gay friends like listen like we see some guys that we think might be gay but we Mm -hmm. don't ever call them out we try to respect their journey right and I remind them I'm like uh I think we forgot what it's like to be in the closet because we've been out for so long that to us it's normal to just talk about well who's gay who's not gay and but we had to let just I see some people that I know might be gay but I would never like, no, because it's not your news to tell. Exactly. You can't I would do just, it for them. That's not that's not right. I would be mortified if anybody like and that's why I try to like respect that part right. of people's lives, whether right. they're a man or a woman. Like I remember running into a guy from high school at a gay club and uh-huh. he had this like scared look on his face. And I remember I just made a U-turn. Just <laughs> like, okay, I because I get it. I get it. I'm not going to, I pretend I didn't see him. Exactly. Exactly. And and then we slept together. No, I'm kidding. No, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, Anyway, Jenna then asked Jessel how she met her husband. Uh, She's a fashion publicist. So they were introduced by a mutual friend and were best friends for two years. She said they actually shared an apartment as roommates until Jessel's mom visited one day and recognized that Pavi Jessel's man was completely in love with Jessel. Jessel said they were married for seven years before they had their twin boys. And she said it was stressful because in her culture, the Indian culture, families, everything. She said they tried to convince, nothing was happening. They went through five cycles of IVF before finally getting pregnant. Jessel said that in the Indian culture, if you can't have children, it's taboo. It becomes gossip. She didn't want to be the subject of negativity. Jessel was even hesitant to speak to her mother about it because she just didn't want her mom to worry. And that's when it was an interesting epiphany that Jessel had because now she, now that she thinks about her sex life, she is probably so scarred about the fact that getting pregnant was, quote, work, that she overscheduled it and planned it by saying, I'm ovulating, let's go, go, go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm sure then, that's stressful. Yeah, then Sai then wonders that Jessel may have discarded her husband and maybe he even feels like that. Uh, Jessel then agrees with Sai's assessment and Sai announced, guys, we've had a breakthrough. <laughs> it did make sense. Like once yeah. once we got that context out of Jessel, I'm like, oh, well, maybe she's scared of sex or maybe she's as Okay, but she's gotta get over it. 
I mean, it's too late, you know, for the fact that her, I, I'm sorry, her husband is probably having sex with somebody you know else. Why, you know why I'm laughing? Because when, when <laughs> I'm laughing because whether it's you or any friend, when we're talking about somebody going through something and they say, well, just get over it. To me, it's hilarious because it's like, do you not think they've thought about getting over it? Like, let's just, <laughs> like, okay, Dr. Obvious. Like, let's follow it. And no, but I agree. How do you work on getting over such a traumatic experience related? Because five cycles of IVF, like, not only is that expensive as hell, <laughs> that's where my brain went. I'm like, that's not yeah. But then what? The hormones more, yeah what, con- what concerns me more about the relationship is that he wants like time away from her yeah that. like that's when i'm like oh y'all mm-hmm. ain't because y'all already ain't plowing so now where are you going anyway we get back to aaron's house and the ladies try on all the lingerie jenna brought them uh most of them like their presents but jessel 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 homegirl was very vocal <laughs> about hating that green satin <laughs> and black lace nightgown she said it was a size too large and she found that part offensive. <laughs> Jessup or Jessel announces that anyone that thinks that this is sexy is crazy. Daddy, <laughs> they're mortified, mortified for poor Jenna because Jenna looks like her ass is clenched and she doesn't know what to do. Jessel says oh she feels like God. a quote, fucking Christmas tree. Everybody <laughs> is trying to assure her that she looks gorgeous. Jessel then tells Jenna, I absolutely hate it. This is not my vibe at all. And I'm standing there like, or I'm sitting there like, oh my God. She should have faked it. Girl. See, this is why, see, here at East and West, me and Les have manners. And we talk about people behind their backs. We have manners, (laughs) darling. But Jenna's feelings were hurt because she says in her confessional, it doesn't seem to me that she has any connection that what she's saying might be really kind of rude and offensive. Ooh, I mean, just say thank you. Listen, I said this on the Twitter. It's it's Jessel's right to react how she wants to. I agree. Yes, she reacted she sh- poorly. I agree that she should have just said thank you and accept the gift, mm-hmm. but that's boring. All right, that is not what makes the real hospital. Uh-huh. So y'all, y'all got to lower your expectations and stop expecting these women to act like how you would act because then we're not going to have a show. Exactly. That's where where my balance is. Like, I agree. Yes. Just say thank you and never wear that shit in public. But if she did, then it's boring. Like, no, we got a show. Right. It made for better television. Obviously that she threw a fit about it. I I did. What what did you think of it? I thought it was ugly. I thought it was ugly too. It did not look good on her hideous and it was too big and it, it, it looked it awful was, and it showed all of those parts off that she feels <laughs> like insecure about it looked like a good it looked like a lace muumuu because it was Oof. like flowing off her because it was too big <laughs> yeah if she was that self-conscious why did she parade around the entire house like just stay I don't in the know room, I don't <laughs> know she have been like oh you know thank you so much I she can't come out here I would have had a behind the scene or behind the door tantrum. Like this camera, this is not going on camera. No Y'all, way. That would have been her hot mic moment behind the door. Like this is fucking ugly. I'm not coming out in this. Like right, got me. right. Like no. Um, Aaron, <laughs> the hostess with the mostest, notices that Jessel is going on and on about how ugly this garment is. Aaron swears it's not that bad. I want to see Aaron put that shit on. That was ugly. Um. <laughs> Erin says that Jessel's just being a huge bitch and she has no fucking clue. Even Sai, who's 
all about Sai, realizes how offensive Jessel's being. Sai says she can see on Jenna's face that Jenna is horrified. And Sai deduces that Jenna just doesn't have the balls to say, hey, can you guys stop? Sai alleges that if she was in Jenna's shoes, she'd say, bitches, give back my shit. I don't believe Sai because Sai was the one that didn't confront Aaron over Cheesegate. Right. She just just sat there quietly until Aaron addressed Sai. So we all joke and say I would have done A, B, and C. But now that I've seen Sai's reaction to drama on episode one, me thinks she would have said nothing. She would have said nothing. But we'll see. This is only episode two. Um, I'm surprised the words to be continued did not come up on the screen because I'm sure we'll hear more about Jessel's hideous nightgown next week. Episode two ends there. The preview for next week already has me excited. Apparently, Jenna leaves without telling the girls she's leaving and everybody, as they should, take it personal. (laughs) Yep. Well, I mean, that's what they do. It was a solid episode two. I am excited. I'm happy that everybody else likes it for some reason because I didn't know how people were going to react. Oh, me too. Um, I didn't know how I was going to react, frankly, but it's fun. It's light. It does feel who I think somebody said it was kind of like Real Housewives of Miami energy where it's light and fun. It is kind of like that. Yeah. Somebody did say that. I heard. Oh, where did I hear that? Just heard it. Maybe it was on two T's. Maybe, but somebody said it feels Miami-esque with- Oh, um, Cynthia Bailey, I think. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That it's a teddy, yeah. That it does feel like Miami because it's light and it's fresh and there's a good energy. Right. But but this is the importance of good cast chemistry and filming cast scenes because OC has great chemistry. New York, these six girls have good chemistry. Miami had great chemistry. That's why it's so important to have- the right girls together like once the chemistry's yeah. off because once the chemistry is off we're going we're, we're in for a long season like we are in for a long i know <laughs> especially if it's just scenes of them doing things with like two of the others or they're not yes. having enough group scenes and like season 13 was when we had ebony leah ramona sonia and luann oh. that group was not they did not buy at all rough. that was there was rough there was like a 40 year age difference between Ramona and Leah or what's mm-hmm. her name? Um, Ebony. Ebony. Mm-hmm. They were just not meshing. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so bad. And it was during COVID. So they couldn't even do group events. They couldn't so. even do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think that Leah, even though they're younger, Leah and Ebony would fit in with this group. You know what Bethany did say to her credit? She said that this group is really cool and that they're chill for the most part mm-hmm. and that they have good chemistry. And Bethany said she felt that Carol Radziwill would fit in with them because she has that like same chill, cool energy of like going. Yeah, that's flow. true. She might. I think she might. I think there's not a personality that's overbearing yet. Like it's only been two episodes, uh-uh. but there's not a monster. There's not a, a, a attention seeking organizer like bethany who takes the lead everywhere she goes and so i'm i'm curious i think aaron said on two t's that she's more like bethany and i'm starting to see glimpses of that because she does want everything organized and she wants everything perfect and she wants so i'm starting to notice what she meant when she said that but i do think that they are so far i don't dislike any of them um they're probably gonna they're probably gonna annoy me too early for them for me not to dislike um Sai showing up with so much luggage was eye rolling, but it's fun. It's nothing serious. Well, it makes for good TV. It's nothing like mean or it's, malicious. 
Exactly. And so these girls, yeah, are we going to like them every week? No, but that's the beauty of these shows. And so. But we love um, them all the time because they entertain us. So you guys need to relax. Stop being so serious. Stop being so damn serious. Do you know how many people, oh, I was complaining to you privately, but do you know how many people came at me? All I did was post the updated ratings for the premiere. Oh my God. (laughs) I didn't even put my opinion on that headline. Yeah. I literally just reshared the headline Uh and the article. People were like. Up in arms. How dare you? And then one person said, oh, they always pay you gays to tweet this stuff. And I'm like, you gays? What did the gayberhood do to you? (laughs) And so I said, I should just start saying I'm getting paid because the fact that I don't get paid makes it sadder. But again, this happened last week too. somebody accused you, I think, of getting paid for something. And if I'm getting paid, where is the check? I'm going to ask again because I haven't seen it. I'm like, okay, listen, like this is too much. It, I think people were mad that it did well because it got almost 2 million viewers. Uh-huh. Everybody, all these people were in my mentions that don't follow me telling me, oh, well, it's because of A, B, and C and it doesn't matter because of this. B. I stopped replying because I'm like, okay, yeah, this is Just not- mute the conversation and move uh, along because I'm people like, are relentless. I'm like, okay, I all I said was, like one person said, you have to stop being impressed by these fake metrics. And I said, well, where <laughs> did I say I was impressed? I just released the headline. Like I right. relax, it's going to be fine. Like, you didn't say whether or not you were endorsing it or nothing. not. You it just was, posted it. I just reposted it and I was, I was befuddled at the... <laughs> visceral angry reaction how dare i and i'm just like holy shit we're in for a long season if this is episode two then you already annoyed the shit out of me we're in for a long season but that was all right of roni we're gonna take a quick little break and we'll come back for this week's orange county we will be back hey everybody welcome back We are now going to discuss Real Housewives of Orange County. This was episode eight tonight. um, And the episode starts with Shane getting his beard and nose hair waxed. And Mario has confirmed to us that a nose wax does feel like a punch in the face. It was one of the worst pains in my life. And I've had penis up my ass. So it's just (laughs) a nose wax. Oh, my God. A nose wax hurts less than anal. I can say that much. It was horrible. Never again. Sorry. Weird, weird overshare. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. We can share <laughs> all here on East and West. <laughs> anyway, apparently facial hair hygiene is one of Emily's crazy ideas. And while she's getting her nose hair wax, she tells Shane that she's planning a get together for all of the girls at Shane's mom's house and says she bought an adult size slip and slide said that there is a, was a lot of heavy drama at Nobu. So slip and slide, I have done that as an adult when my kids had them. And I don't, I'm not sure if I find that a good idea. And I'm curious to know if they were hurting later on after that, because I feel that like they were feeling no pain while they were slip and sliding. But I, I didn't even like doing that as a kid because it looks very painful. It looks like it's going to hurt. Well, and You put it on the grass and there's like rocks or sticks and you're a kid no. and you throw it out there and you're not paying attention and it's it's not fun. And you don't really slide anywhere either. 
you stop, right? Like where Shannon was stopping, like in that one part, which will get yeah. to. So anyway, Emily is hoping that the pool party with the slip and slide will reduce the drama and said that she'll hide all the napkins. And FYI, Shame confirms that he's not into hairy butts, but he is a butt man. And same for Mario, just in case you guys were wondering. Oh, <laughs> hi, Tushy. We then see Jen with two ends meet up with Taylor and their kids. Jen has Grayson and Taylor has Kennedy. Oh, my God, Kennedy. She's like completely grown up. She's 16 now. She's adorable. I couldn't like. I couldn't believe it. It's that they flashed back to her birthday party, the tea party in, from 2010. Um, 2010, which was crazy. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember watching. This is how long we've been watching, girl. I'm judging myself. 13 years ago, mm -hmm. we watched that shit and we were in awe of that party. And like, I know, I know. Back, oh, memories. I know that party was just insane. So anyway, we do learn that Jen and Taylor bonded over being Oklahoma gals. And now Taylor inexplicably calls Jen big daddy, which <laughs> not sure okay. where that comes from. So the mm -hmm. girls stock up on some yummy looking carnival food and debrief the ages and grade levels of their kids. Kennedy is now 16. Um, and I think Jen said that her son was 13, I think is what she was saying. It was like an eighth grade or something. Anyway, Shannon shows up late and Jen dispatches all the kids to get ice cream so the girls can catch up on their gossip. Shannon says Nobu was a blur. Uh, yeah, I bet it was all those tequila <laughs> shots you and Tamara were doing. And Jen says she keeps going back and wonders why it went south with her and Tamara. Tamara, meanwhile, meets up with Heather, and Heather is looking for a hostess gift. And as we all know, Heather loves a gift. Maybe she'll get it mm. personalized, whatever it is. She Hello. says she's going to get Tamara matches that say hot mess. And then she <laughs> tells us how she was on an apology tour, and she jokes that she's giving the world a blanket apology. And then she asks Tamara what's up with Jen and Tamara, and Tamara says, you know me, I hate a liar. Fully All get right. it. All right. Shannon tells Jen uh, that Jen was insinuating Tamara wanted Ryan, and Jen deduces that all this gossip is coming from Heather Amin. And Jen says she initially did not believe that Amin and Ryan were hot plowing, but now she does believe it. She assumes that Amin was in love with Ryan, and Jen sent Tamara a threatening text saying, Watch it, lol. And now Tamara I, yeah. sorry to interject, I only yeah. put or we only noted watch it because the text message said um, something along the lines of it would not be in your best interest or your business if we spoke <laughs> about you. So I'm like, you gonna you gonna tell Tamara to watch it again? To watch it again? Exactly. You? Like, girl, do you need a pillow this time? Like, what the hell? She's wrong not with learning. You? I know she's hmm. really not learning. Yeah. So uh, Tamara insists that Heather Amin wants to make peace, and she says she's overwhelmed with life and regrets throwing the napkin. Jen says this drama with Tamara is causing problems in her relationship. Shannon says she'd be devastated if she were in Jen's shoes and says Talk if Jen is happy with Ryan, let's just wish them well. Really? I mean, talk about a foreshadowing because Shannon's saying she would be devastated if people were talking about her relationship. These producers know. know what they're doing, honey. These storytelling producers. Because we know how this episode ended. So, ugh. So anyway, uh, 
Jen says that if she's good, if she and Tamara can get beyond their drama, I'm not sure that's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, Gina reunites with her baby daddy, ex-husband, and all of their kids at the park. She's there with um, Travis and uh, the Matt's new girlfriend. And Gina says that she loves having a blended family. Her relationship with Matt is great. She loves the new girlfriend and they do TikToks together. And she says that she does this because this person is a big part of her kid's life, which I, I love that. I, I really like as a parent, like if God forbid I ever had to get divorced when my kids were little, it would be nice to be in a relationship like that where you can co-parent amicably. I, yeah, I think that's it's important beautiful. for the kids. I think that's the beautiful part about being a parent is that it forces you to sort of do things you wouldn't normally do because right. when I'm done with somebody, I'm done with like, they're flushed. So I'm glad yeah. that nothing keeps me attached to somebody. So right. for Gina to prioritize the kids over her own trauma, kudos no, to you, I think bitch. that's great. And for Matt too, because we know he had his issues yeah. as well. So anyway, Gina says that Matt lost financial accreditations due to his legal charges. She says she helped him lower his felonies. As doing so benefits her family. She says she's reached out to her therapist because she realized in Montana how much she's still suffering from the trauma associated with her marriage. The blended family then starts bantering over Gina and her aversion to cooking. <laughs> Tamara and Emily meet up at the bar and they're going to catch up in their, on their gossip. Emily toasts Tamara and says they're better together. Tamara is now laughing at the fact that Emily once called her Lucifer. That was funny. These two are definitely better as friends. Um, Emily inquires how Tamara and Shannon are doing. Tamara says she went to dinner with Shannon and their husbands. And we get a clip of Eddie grilling Shannon and her boyfriend. And I, I wish we would have seen the entire dinner. Yeah, because Tamara had hinted that Eddie was more in the mix this year. And I feel like we got slighted from that because yeah, that was a bummer. It was just it was just a flashback. I'm like, uh, can we get the full scene? I need I to know. see what they ordered. I want to see what they smelled like. I need the full detail. Like, what is the flashback here? That would have been a good juicy dinner. I know. Anyway, Emily says that Heather told her multiple things that aren't great about Shannon and John's relationship. And Tamara feels Heather is not coming from a good place with this information and is being a gossip. Tamara says that this makes her feel like Heather is not a good friend and she feels like Shannon needs to know this. Emily is anxious about telling Shannon because they don't know how Shannon will react. Then Tamara commits to telling Shannon about this gossip after the pool party. Emily pleads to Tamara not to be thrown under the bus because facts are facts. But we do know Tamara likes a good bus. We appreciate her service because <laughs> and we, yes, listen, thank you. Tamara doesn't throw people under the bus. Tamara no. drives the bus. All right, right. Tamara exactly. will be driving the bus and run people over as needed. Listen, from one Virgo to another, we are who we are. All right, of course. <laughs> and you know, Shannon probably does need to know this information. Yeah, for sure. If, if I mean, Heather's listen, gossiping about her, if I mean, it's kind of like deja vu. Exactly. <laughs> Remember that season, scene? Season, yeah. I was going to say, we know. <laughs> see, oh, God. Season nine all over again. Yes. Anyway, because Heather season in season nine. nine was gossiping about Shannon and Tamara told Yes. <laughs> and David. Yes. Oh, my God. Wow. But I love it. I don't care. I, I love it. I love it. I'm like loving 2. it. 2.0. Exactly. So we arrived to Emily's pool party. Um, and the hired bartender doesn't know how to use. This Terminator-looking apparatus that is allegedly a champagne bottle opener. 
I've never seen that before. I had no idea what that was. I thought it was some weird like water gun at first because it's Me so too. cute. I thought she was going to spray champagne with it. No, it was beautiful. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is that? And open so when she champagne. said it, she's like, this is to open the champagne. And I'm like, wow, that looks like the biggest penis pump I've ever seen in my life. Like it was huge. And that poor kid was so scared. He was the fuck is this? I like, know. <laughs> I know. It's very daunting looking. Oh. So Heather Amin shows up to Tamara's house, um, getting their glam done, but it's likely to get their gossip on the same page before arriving to the pool party. Tamara is a seasoned pro, and I am glad that she is shining. She always does, though. I mean, listen, you got to get your stories on the same page, girl. Like, if you are going to show up with the enemy of somebody's, of your enemy Mm -hmm. to the party, we got to know what we're going to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are planners to the end of time. Let's do this. Yes. So Ryan tells Jen to just rise above it and then jokes that he has a new dick pic to show the ladies. Um, no thanks. You could keep your dick pic. Don't want to see it. Even my even my parched ass with a fucking like (laughs) who loves a dick pic was like, oh, that's so cringy. Like, why would you go away? And after that stupid joke, the hired help with Jen say, he's such a sweetheart. Oh, I was my like, oh, I'm God. so sure. <laughs> Everything except the dick pic joke was sweet until he ruined it with the dick pic. With the but dick. Like, yeah. Oh, like, God. Girl, like, come on. I know. Anyway, oh cringe. God. So anyhow, Gina arrives and Taylor says, oh, good. You have your smile back on. And Taylor <laughs> says, <laughs> Taylor says Jen would just like everyone to not be in her business and heather says her time was so good with all the girls and much needed unclear what time with the ladies heather referred to since everyone was yelling at her heather (laughs) tells emily to come to her directly going forward and relay any frustrations and heather says she feels emily doesn't mean to be so aggressive and she'll usually get past it Heather so, is being smart with yeah. how, because Emily came at her pretty strongly last week. And yeah, she did. Heather knows that it's easier to just try to make peace with everybody because you don't want to have recurring fights. I mean, Heather comes no. from a place of, I don't want to argue on camera because I'm going to look bad. I think that's where Heather loses me as a housewife. I think she just wants to pin, like, let's pin it. Let's stop it. I don't want to argue with you. Like, no, that's not fun. That's not what we're here to watch. <laughs> right, right. I think she fights when she needs to but for she sure. doesn't yeah she definitely doesn't like to look bad on camera yeah for sure yeah she doesn't yeah the other i think that's why i know we keep harping on tamara but it's she's been so refreshing to revive the show the way she has and i think that that's why tamara just goes for it in the same way that vicky used to because vicky never really paid attention to I don't care how I'm going to look. This is me. This is how right. I am. Right. And Shannon, that's true. Shannon, Shannon does that sometimes, but Shannon mm-hmm. is um, just a little more annoying if I'm going to be honest. But anyway. It's true though. It's true. I mean, listen. I mean, anyway. So Jen yeah. says she's not understanding what is up with Tamara's issue. She feels that it's personal. She feels nervous about this pool party and she's on edge over what Tamara is going to say next. Emily credits Tamara yelling with being drunk, and Gina says Tamara's issues with Jen must be more than just about Ryan. Tamara and Heather Amin show up, and it's immediately awkward between Tamara, Jen, and Amin. 
So Tamara introduces Amin to all the girls, and Jen jokes that she'll get drowned if she goes into the pool. Emily says she and Shane have done a sex tape because Shane is very freaky. <laughs> In the beginning before when she's like, he loves butts, he takes pictures of my butt, like... <laughs> That cracked. Did you hear that in the beginning? So yes, funny. it's Start a lot to, to listen. Digest. There's um, there's something called pretty privilege where somebody pretty can say something and you're not going to get offended. Uh -huh. Um, I don't think Shane has the qualifications to exert pretty privilege because it's just cringy. All right, it if it was cringy. a if it was a hot husband talking about being freaky, bring it on. That's why if Eddie, <laughs> if Eddie Judge was talking about how freaky he is, oh yes, more because he's gorgeous, he's hot. Right. But when you got somebody that's not really appealing to that's the eye, Shane, I'm like, oh, I don't need to know that you like ass play and that you're freaky. Like, oh my keep, god, keep it away from me with a ten foot pole, honey. See that? I don't want to see that. <laughs> even if like Brian's just cringy because he seems thirsty to be on the show, but mm -hmm. even him, like if he were talking about how freaky he is in an organic way, I'll listen because he's pretty. But. See, Emily. I'd rather listen to Shane because that guy just creeps me out now. Uh, he's so all, you know, slimy. Oh, he's uh, like dirty looking. Uh, you need a shower after you talk. Not in a good way, dirty looking. Exactly. Not in a good way. But anyway. So Heather pretends she doesn't <laughs> like to watch herself on sitcoms, let alone watch herself have sex. <laughs> and she says she's so too funny. much of a producer to a, um to have a to be a sex tape star. Um, she then steals Amin for a minute so they can talk. Or Jen, I'm sorry. Jen then steals Amin for a minute so they can talk. And Jen says that everything about Ryan's past is Tamara's doing. How is it Dude. Tamara's doing? It's his doing. I know. It was such a reach. I think she's just frustrated with Tammy. But anyway. She is. So Jen and Amin are arguing over Ryan's behavior and who is spreading the gossip. Amin says that Jen plays dumb and Shannon says Jen is in therapy and Tamara clarifies that the therapist is a psychic. <laughs> Let me see that bitch later. Let me tell you once we get there. Anyway. Shannon and Tamara sit with Amin and Jen. Jen says to Amin that she's done with their meddling. Amin says that if she knew what Jen knew, she'd be devastated. Jen says that she knew everything and she's okay. Amin says she wishes Jen the best, and Shannon tries to tell the women that hearing negative stuff about a partner is not good. Jen says she didn't understand Amin's uncomfortable feelings, and Amin says she's more concerned that Jen is being poorly treated by her man. So, yeah, I think that she had, and, and it, it, she keeps a distance because she didn't want to see her friend get hurt. It wasn't about her like her for doing sure. something wrong. She just didn't want to be party to that relationship. No, for she sure. Knows and it's, all it's, the, she knows the all the skeletons and she's seen it. And it is difficult to see your friend uh, be mistreated by somebody. But I'm in a double-edged part because it's like, well, how close are you? Because right, if, if you're just going to then ditch your friend. Yeah, if you're, if you're that close to your friend, unless there's something awful happening that's mm -hmm. inexcusable then to where it's affecting i don't know i i cheater yeah. like i get it but if you're that close to your friend and you want don't you want to be there for your friend that's my yeah, argument that's like, true if, yeah if you want to if you care so much for your friend then why aren't you just letting her live her stupid life and just be there for her you know? right I don't know. right but everybody well, has boundaries so maybe they could just be lunch friends 
yeah, not like nighttime sure. going they, out friends. They could be new bow gals and just call it a day. <laughs> so Amin says she kept, like I just said, she kept her distance from Jen because being a friend to Jen while she's dating this man is not something she'll co-sign. Taylor is done with hearing about Ryan and complains that at this point, she feels like she's dating Ryan. <laughs> Tamara apologizes to Jen for the napkin toss and says she knows Jen has gone through a lot. Jen gets emotional and says these women gossiping about her relationship is making her relive what Ryan did in the past. Jen is saying that if you want your friend happy, like you're alleging, why are you repeatedly gossiping about her relationship and the associated indiscretions? which causes her to be unhappy to quote Sutton, let the mouse go. I do think Jen had a good point for once when she said, you keep telling me you care about me, but mm -hmm. you're repeating all the shit my boyfriend did to me. Right. So how do you, how is that telling me you care about me by gossiping about me on a public? Like I always love when they can't really say you're doing it on TV. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So right. I saw Jen's perspective in that regard. It's like, well, it's not, it can't be both. Like you can't sit there and say, I care about you, but I'm going to embarrass you by talking about your relationship. Right. You know? So, and at some point they just have to stop because she's going to do what she wants to do, regardless of what they're trying to tell her they think she should do. Exactly. So that was, I mean, listen, we are objective here as much as we can. And I'm like, okay, she has a point. I mean, listen, if you, right. if you're, if you care about me, then stop talking shit about me or stop talking right, about me. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. So the girls finally take advantage of the slip and slide. Shannon is grossed out at the murky looking dark, frothy water caused by Emily's spray on tan washing off. And Jen says she can't stay any longer and can't fake it. Like some of these people, producers cut to Tamara. We get more slip and slide scenes and blurred out nipples. And Heather breaks the fourth wall and yells, "We don't have the buds. We don't have the budget for pixelation." <laughs> that was funny that she said that. Was that. funny, but, and that they kept it on the show. That was right. And Heather came prepared with like a full wetsuit because she didn't want to touch the water. Emily says that Heather looks like a whale trainer at SeaWorld and says this event is nobody's gone wild. That was funny. And Shannon and her Spanx. It was, <laughs> Emily was cracking me up in her confessionals. Her confessionals are funny. Like, she is so funny. And I know. It took a while. I say this weekly, but it took a while. But she has grown on me like mold in an old Definitely. house. And it's nice that it ended on a, on a cute note, the party. Yes. It didn't end with a fight. So we see Jen visiting her intuitive healer. And I don't know if um, I would be able to sit there with a straight face if someone just monotoned some moans at me and called it healing. Because that's all I, she was doing. She sat there. Like, um. <laughs> no, cover, cover your ears because this lady just said, oh. <laughs> and I'm, I like looked around in my I'm sitting there watching this alone and I looked around for like spirits around me to validate my confusion because I'm sitting there like are you fucking like what is she how when, is that healing her because when Jen said the this healer said how do you want to proceed and when Jen said I'll let you take the lead I thought that meant give me your advice uh-huh so when that woman just oh I'm like oh my god like what how what is that healing like or do you annoy the trauma out of me like is that what's the objective here like what the hell is going on listen i'm all for alternative forms of 
whatever. I just don't understand how that's helping. I need a pamphlet or something. I'm like, what's the, <laughs> what, what's the outcome expectation of this? Because like, this feels a little, cre- I would have just start laughing. If you take me to somebody and they start moaning, moaning. I know. And like, such a, not even a yeah. sexy, like something. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, oh my God, no wonder you need dick pics to distract you because this is It just- wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't good. Oh! <laughs> Oh, God, mercifully that scene ended. And then we get a quick update on Gina's booming real estate career. And she says she feels this is a good fit for her. She says she hasn't worked in a while and she's proud of herself. We learned Gina has passed her first real estate exam. Good for you, Gina. But she has a few more exams to go. Travis and Gina debrief over the track of her life and how she has processed her trauma She says a huge part of her healing has been uh, or has come from no longer drinking. Good for you. Uh, Mm. We're happy that Gina could not ask for a better life and she can celebrate her proper fresh start. I'm happy for her. She seems happy. I was watching the old ones today. Like while Mm. I was doing stuff, it poured all day here and the old ones were on and it was when she was having the problems in her marriage and she she seems a lot better now. They did show a flashback of her hair, like oh, that oh, nest. God. Oh, God. It was the trip to Miami. Like it was that season today. And that hair, it was that just, hair was just, I don't, the color, the length, the, 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 I I'm, can't I'm the like, word, the cons- not consistency, but the, uh, the main, it was just all over. Oh, I was just was like, just bad. I would have questioned my friendship with Emily. It's like, girl, you let me go out looking like that. I like know. you did not say, oh, let's just run a hairbrush through there. There's nothing yeah, wrong yeah. with the Quick little brush. Just the extensions would have come out had they have done that. They weren't even put in well, I don't think. Just a few strokes with the hairbrush would have been (laughs) fine. Just before the red light is pointed at us, we're good. Yeah, she's much better without the extensions. (laughs) Looking good now. So anyway, we finally get Vicky Gumbelson back on our screen. And we hear the OG theme song oh my god I heard that I thought my phone was ringing at first that's my ringtone and I was like oh no it's so cute that is hold on that is not your ringtone it is my ringtone yeah look if you call me right now that's what that's what it'll ring I want to do this live on the air let me call you (laughs) right now because I need to see what it sounds like to see if I want it to because that is so brilliant because it's so us and we are who we are let me call you right now (laughs) Is it ringing? Oh, it's not. Oh, there it is. I could hear it barely, but I could. I, oh, my God. <laughs> Every one of my calls would go to voicemail because I would just start reciting. Tagline. <laughs> that was my ringtone. I would just be. <laughs> and when when Beverly Hills comes back on, then I change it back to that. Oh, I'm totally going to steal your idea and make that my <laughs> ringtone because listen, be like, my phone may be ringing, but you're on block. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> people in stores, I'll be in like home goods and people like turn around and like, <laughs> and then, then my text tone is the bewitched, like nose twitch. Oh my God. You're so Cause cool. I'm married to Darren. I <laughs> love it. Oh. See, I need to step up my housewife game now. I feel challenged. Challenge accepted. But anyway, <laughs> so anyway, we, we get, we get Vicky we back. Yes, we digress. 
We get Vicky back and she gets a confessional on everything. And we see her new man. And if you were wondering, her sex life is great. Her love tank is full. Good for Vicky. Shannon arrives. There's tequila shots on the table. And Tamara celebrates that the Trace Amigas are back together. They toast to their reunion. And I must say, seeing them together on season 17 is quite the treat. Vicky thanks the Lord for having them together. And we all thank the Lord for whooping it up. Shannon says she does not take shots unless she's with these girls. And Vicky says she wears crotchless panties to feel younger. <laughs> Leave it to Vicky to overshare two minutes after being back. Good on for the you, Vic. I love Good for you, Queen Victoria. Vicky says she doesn't speak to Emily and Gina and feels that Dubrow is standoffish. Tamara asked Shannon if she feels Heather would ever repeat anything about Shannon. And Shannon has that Shannon has confided in Heather. The episode ends with Shannon losing her shit. And Shannon says she's miked and says whatever Tamara just said will destroy her relationship. Vicky stays alone at the table and then says, then there was one. That's Talk it. about it to be continued because Tamara said whatever she said to Shannon mm -hmm. and that's when Shannon stormed off. So the, obviously they purposely didn't air it because they want us to watch next week. But yeah. I am dying to know if, what if they don't even air it? Because Shannon had such a tantrum that she was like, nope, nope, don't do it. Now I'm curious. It's like, are we going to hear it? Is it going to come out? What is I, it? I don't think we're going to hear it. Because they bleeped it out, right? Yes, and I think that um, I'm trying to remember. Did I just where did I hear something? Was it was it a, I, I subscribed to Tamara Judge on Instagram? Oh my god, I you think do! It actually could have been in that little video that she was doing with the subscriber. Oh, Y'all better subscribe. Yeah, we go that much too. Yeah. Oh my god, mm -hmm. I'm dying to. I'm gonna text Tamara directly and be like, "Hey, girl, can you uh, give me a spoiler <laughs> for next week?" Just I know. Let me know what's going on next. I just can't wait for next week now because I'm dying to know what it is. Like, this is how nosy I am. I need to know. And obviously, the real-time spoiler is that Shannon is not even with him anymore. But right. it's such... I don't know how Heather's going to play into this. Like, did she repeat it? What did she say? Right. Uh, what if Heather denies saying it? Oh, mm -hmm. my God. And then... Because they were all... um friendly at the panel at BravoCon. And at that point they had already filmed. So Heather and Tamara were not No, they weren't. But... They were not. But the rest, yeah. The rest of them were good. -ish. The rest of them were good. Yeah, ish. As but good as they can be. As good as they can be. And Tamara recently gave an interview saying that her and Heather are have the potential to be in a good place again. Right. But right. I'm curious where the cracks come. Maybe you know heather says tamra's lying i don't know i'm just trying to speculate here like i don't know this, i guess we'll see i guess we'll have to watch what happens i have to watch what <laughs> happens oh they are uh the epi family feud episode that they're on i think airs on friday august 7th oh yes no forget who they're playing oh they're playing the atlanta girls oh okay okay mm. Mm -hmm. that should be fun that should be fun to watch. It'll be fun to see our girls feuding. We know they don't like to feud. So. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, listen, it was nice to do an immediate live recording. Don't get used to it. Yeah, um, don't get used to it. Don't get used to it because we <laughs> are tired. Hour. Yeah, we are tired, child. But 
Leslie, I say it every week. I love talking to you. <laughs> I love talking to you too. All right, guys. Another this was, this fun was another episode. Fun episode. Excuse my oversharing. If you made it this far, I apologize <laughs> for my indiscretion. I'm just a little delirious at this point, but it is what it is. We are who we are. <laughs> we definitely are. And we will see you guys again next week. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Bye. Bye.